No. Wonderful. <laughs> okay, we started. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, uh, to the MSG podcast. Awesome. All right. See you, everybody. That's been a wonderful <laughs> podcast, and uh, check us out oh, next you wanna, time. You want to know something funny that happened the other What's day? That? I mean, it's kind of sad, in my opinion. But so I was at my, well, never mind. I was at a location. Okay, a location. And uh, so what we did, so obviously I'm buying presents for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do is we draw names. Right. But this doesn't have to do with that person. But I'm buying a present for someone. Okay. And I bought it a few weeks ago, like probably like the week after Thanksgiving. I got it. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. So I go over to this person's house. I find out they have the item that I have just recently bought. So oh, now, that they were owned. Oh, no. So that has no value to me anymore. <laughs> I, I'm not going to use it. Right. It's a, it's a book. I was like, okay. It's no value. To me. So now I, I had to buy a different thing. So. <laughs> So, oh, just, no. you know, spend some money. I can give that to you after this. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I've done it, that a time or two, too. It's just like you get something. It's, it's like I've never perfect. seen them have it before. I don't know if it's like, just never I think brought it out. Their, their Maybe they just recently. Media. I don't know. But Maybe. I, was, I was like, this is just stupid. <laughs> oh, I'm now sorry I got to go out of my way to find something, something else. else that they'll like. I'm bad at buying Christmas presents for people. I am, too. We're in the same boat. Because so. half the people you know, it's like you don't know what would be the best gift to get them? Well, you kind of have an idea. And then the other half, it's like you know what they want, but you don't know whether or not they've got it. I don't it know already. what anybody wants, dude. I can read somebody, but I don't know what they want. I'll tell you what everybody wants. Oh, here we go. Money. <laughs> they want cash money. That's the only present I, I like, hate giving. I, I'm not a fan either, because it doesn't seem as I'm not even personal. a fan of giving like gift cards to Walmart right, or right. whatever, whatever. That's what you give to acquaintances. Like, oh, I work with you and I see you like two times a week. Yeah. Here's a gift card. The least amount of effort Sam pretty much. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, money, yeah. money everybody can use because they can yeah. go, I'll buy the thing I want with it. I'll give them a one month free trial to my Minecraft server. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> when I get one. <laughs> All right. Do you, what do you do? Do you, uh. What, for gifts? Yeah. Do you all draw names? Do you ball, uh, buy presents like we, a little for everybody? How do you do that? Uh, well, our Christmas has certainly downsized a lot over the years. Um, we used to get, like, all the adults would buy gifts for everybody. And then they would also get gifts for all the kids. And so the kids would get, like, double down on all yeah. the presents. And then the, the parents would just all give each other things. Uh, but since then, you know, some of the... It, Local families moved away to different places, and yeah. we decided to dial it back. So now we just get one gift for each of the people. Each person, okay. Um, and then, you know, with my own family, we each get ourselves one thing. Okay. It's so not bad. It's, it's, a, it's a good system. Yeah. Um, I can see definitely for you and, and your family, there's so many That's people. not that many. It seems like there's okay, a lot. With all do, the cousins okay. and everything. Well, we don't do that. Okay, so, like, over the past, like, few years since we kind of became teens and adults, we started doing... Um, you know, like just draw names, so we really just get somebody yeah, a very specific thing. Yeah. But me and my brothers, we usually get our parents gifts, even like though we don't have them yeah. as a as a person. But um, no, we just do draw the names with so my three brothers, my parents, me, and my sister in law. So it's only six of us. We don't do it with all our cousins. Man, I was about to say like we that, don't do that with all. Uh, our that cousins. would make sense if it was um, like oh, everybody just a gets few one. times. So a few times we would do like a white elephant. So you get like okay. a generic twenty buck gift, gift and then do the you do thing. it with all the cousins and yeah. everybody. But not really. I don't think we're doing that this year. 
Why it's, it's like, it's just, like it's you like, said, it's downsizing too. As people get older, people are moving. We're not seeing people, so it's it's smart. Because otherwise, you're spending a bunch of money, and then you know it's like you got to find a time when everybody can get together. Because not everybody gets Christmas off, which is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, and I told you we're supposed to be doing like like you build a present, but I don't even know if we're still doing that. Mm. Like, Have no you come up with any ideas? No, I haven't. Uh, I guess you you couldn't say on the podcast I anyway. Couldn't. Somebody might. I would say most of my family don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, some of them do, though. Some of them. Some. But the and majority. It might be the people that might get a it. Lot, <laughs> a lot more who don't listen, I would say, than do. You never uh, know. That might be a good thing. He's right? <laughs> secretly listening. Like, what, what is he Imagine saying? Imagine this is one episode they all listen to. It's like, what are they doing over there? <laughs> what, are they, what is he building? I'm telling you, we, need to, we just need to uh, get together and build a chair. It's like a big one, like a throne. Like... And give it to the littlest member of your family. A littlest? Yeah, so they got this ginormous chair. It'd be probably like my nephew or my niece. Perfect. <laughs> Just because they're tiny. Yeah. Um, what? Why do you want to build a throne? Why not? <laughs> Are you afraid of the throne? Well, no, but it's like, how would I do that? Very carefully. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Oh, you know how hard that would be? What is it, for, like, Jesus? What is this? I don't know. It's for your cousin, right? Or your nephew. Why, why a throne specifically? Why not anything else? It's like, go big or go home, man. It's just Texas, so do things big and grandiose. How big are you thinking this chair is going to be? Because uh, then you have to build it outside. How big is the door? Yeah. That's, that's well, both the... these doors open. That's how okay, we got the majority okay. of our stuff. So the house. base can be at least that big. That's how I had to get our fridge through the door. So That's actually and very, actually bring very it all nice. the way around. So. Oh, did you try the front and then... Oh, yeah, yeah. We couldn't get it through any of the other <laughs> doors. We had to bring it all the way around to the back door. Because it's both these doors. Did you leave the doors on the fridge? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, like, You're tilted it. You're supposed to take those off. No, no, you could tilt it in. Well, thank goodness you had the Long back side. double doors. Because otherwise, yeah, yeah, there'd be no those way. Those are the only place in the house that are double doors, so... Normally, you're supposed to take the doors off, I think. And double fridges like that. We could, but... Yeah. Yeah, you got it yeah. in. That's really well, when we first got that fridge, we still didn't have like power. It was kind of when we first moved in, we didn't I have a kitchen. That. I remember that. Yeah, it was just sort of we didn't have anything. Over here. It was freezing cold last year. I mean, it's kind of cool yeah. in the house right now, but but no, this is not bad at all. I guess like it's pretty sixty-five or today. seventy. I don't touch the temperature, but mm-hmm. no, but yeah, I need to get a new sweet tea maker. Sweet tea maker. Yeah, right? that one's getting kind of like messed up. Messed up. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you gotta splurge, get like a thousand dollar sweet tea maker. What? That like makes it when you push a button and then delivers it to your room whenever what? you want it. Deliver it? Yeah, you, man. You're talking about like an Android <laughs> or something that walks it to my room. I mean, you know, it, it's worth it for the sweet tea. You know, it, you know, if I lived alone, okay, like if I lived in this for house alone, mm-hmm. most likely if I wanted to do something like that, I would, I would be, I would sleep in the, the closest bedroom to the kitchen. No. And I would use like a pipe system. Just pipe it directly in. So like, like it actually pipes the, the sweet, sweet tea, tea in. into a cup in my room. Yeah, you probably do that. And I've thought of ways of doing that, but I want to do that with you other could, people. Other people living in the house, I'm not, I want to do that because no. I wouldn't go through walls. I would just, just line it on the end. Around. I wouldn't cut through the walls. I would just follow the the floor and stuff. You could probably set it up with a kegging system because yeah, I have the pressurized lines. I'm not that smart. It's not. The, they already got the equipment. You just put the sweet tea in there, and there you go. <laughs> you pressurize it. And it's on tap. <laughs> you could even get, oh, have you, you ever seen to put tea in the water? The water thing? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. Okay, so they have. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, so you know when they they do beer in quantity, they put it in big kegs, yeah, right? big steel kegs, and then they have a a tapping system where you 
screw the thing into the keg, and, and then you, you also pressurize little... it. And yeah, you just pull okay. the thing, and so it uses the pressure as well. You as don't some... understand though. Like even if it was like if I made enough sweet tea to go in a barrel, I would drink it within a, like two days. Okay, then make some more. I make tea pretty much every day, unless I just take the day bunch. off. Because that's a good thing. That's really what you want. Because right. if you were going to make the, the effort to keg it and then, like, put a tap on it, then you would also want to yeah, drink it up really fast. Every once in a while, I get the, the... I usually make my sweet tea, my sweet tea pretty well. Every once in a while, you know, I get the, <laughs> just I get make the measurements wrong, and it's like, oh, it's not sweet enough, or it's too sweet, or... Right. These tea bags suck. So you got to suffer through it, and then you get to make another batch. That's what I do. I do mm. do that. You so. never waste that good, good, or bad sweet tea. Well, nobody else in the house drinks the sweet tea, so... Mm. I'm telling you, I drink sweet tea more than I drink, like, water, or any other carbonated drinks or that could be a problem it is a problem i won't say that outright but, but it could. <laughs> you know i've been surviving for my my entire that's time right. doing right. this it's it's nice and uh if you like it then go right on ahead and then that's all I when need. diabetes comes knocking <laughs> you think i'll get diabetes just from sweet tea no i don't think so Yet. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. I'll take it. You know what? I'll take the I'll take the risk. <laughs> Honestly. When you're when your feet are falling off, it's like this sweet tea is extra good. <laughs> Just put some more sugar up in there. <laughs> I mean I'm messing with you. I would actually if I could I would sleep in this kitchen. I put a bed right here. Nobody's gonna be able to stop you when they're gone, you know. You could just What do you mean? They're gonna be gone for like a week. You want me to It's move? a whole week of living in the kitchen. No, it's not there's <laughs> no value. Also, it's because like in the morning it'll be like all That's the light true. would come through this door. That would be miserable. Yeah, and I don't have do I that. don't have doors there, so it wouldn't really get pitch black. The garage would be the best spot for darkness, but it's freezing cold in there. Yeah, it was not meant to be lived in. Not meant to be. Maybe one day. That's right. I want to buy a like a foosball table or a pool table. That'd be cool. I really want to buy be that. Really cool. So I would put it in the garage. Man, if this was like ten years ago, we could have given you the one that we had from our church. They had a really nice slate pool table. I you know I couldn't even carry a pool table. I might look uh, for very that. Very few people can. <laughs> so. Yeah, my brother had a pool table, and he put it in the kitchen when he lived here. Did it really? So yeah, huh? He didn't really. Spot for he didn't play pool. He used it as a table. <laughs> so I don't know. He was living alone in the house. So, okay, so. whatever it is. But he yeah. should have left it for you. That would have been perfect. I think he threw it out. I don't remember what happened to it. It's hard to get rid of a slate pool table. And it was sure. heavy. That's all I remember. Um, I know the one we got rid of from the church we had to bust up with sledgehammers. And even then just, it was heavy. Just destroyed it with a sledgehammer? Why didn't you yeah. sell it or something? Did y'all... The the people that were organizing the uh, the getting rid of it, they did not want to deal with that. I don't think they looked for buyers very hard, so they just busted it I mean, you just up. tell the buyer to pick it up, not you. Yeah. Like, it's not that... I, I you, all you do is make that. money. <laughs> it, was, it was a very weird thing, because I also sold, like, my favorite piano. Except they didn't sell it, they also destroyed that, too. Oh. <laughs> They were like, yeah, we, we looked it, for a buyer, and I'm doing honestly. air quotes, uh, and we couldn't find one, so we're going to destroy it. Like, okay, yeah, all right. You know, you know how to play piano? Yeah. You have a mm-hmm. piano at your house? I do. It's not a. It's not the best one. It's a nice piano, I mean, but it's. Hey, I don't know. It's a. It's a really, really old upright. Like it's. It's a hundred years old. Is it like a really like heavy big it, one? It's actually causing problems with our floor. It's so heavy. Is it falling into the floor? It or? hasn't fallen into the floor, but it's starting to put a lot of stress on the floor. And okay. we have an old wood floor house, yeah. so it's like that, you can tell the floor's just starting to sag around the fair. back end of it. So, dude, that would suck if that thing fell through the floor. Yeah, that's so many more issues. We're hoping and praying that doesn't happen. I think that happened because we had a, a leak. 
under the house a while uh, back. And so, you know, water flooded the underside of the house. Yeah. And then the humidity, coupled with the weight of that piano, started, I think, warping the floorboards. Okay. Now if we fixed the leak. It's not leaking anymore, but it's like... The, Have the you ever been still. under a house? Yeah. It is just not fun. Pretty dirty. It's it uh, is really dirty. There's all sorts of things. I think probably you and me both have I've been a under lot this of experience. House. Yeah. With that, at least. Because small people go under houses. Yes. That's, that's, I got picked. Yeah. Me and my brothers, my dad used to be an electrician, and mm-hmm. when we were younger, we would uh, sometimes go to jobs with him, so we would go to somebody's house and do all the electrician and such, and he would have us help him. Yeah. And then every once in a while, I would be the, the lucky member, the because lucky I was always the shortest, smallest person <laughs> yeah, to get yeah. under a house. But he he would usually go under there, because he was the one doing it, but yeah, yeah, I would be under there with him, or having to go back and forth, or yeah. crawl to the other side of the house for something. And it is handy. I mean, we can get around under there a lot it's easier. It's fun. It's, it's like, not not fun. You're right. Ants or roaches. Yeah, it's just par for the course. <laughs> yeah, I've been under a lot just of houses. Just a little snack. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been under your own house? Yeah. Okay. A couple times. Part of that was when we had the leak. It was, oh, uh, there you go. Up under there. Mm-mm. Mm. Well, somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah. And I'm that's... little, and I can do plumbing. There you go. I can't do plumbing. See, that's, I've always said, you know, any uh, any ability can be both a blessing and a curse. Oh, yeah. I had the ability of being small and knowing how to do plumbing. Hey, man, you just got to gain a bunch of weight, become super fat. <laughs> I can't go under there anymore. I'm <laughs> too fat. So there you go. That's a great excuse. I'm too strong. I, I would break uh, the house. Wait, well, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm going to lift the house off the ground. Yeah, sorry, I <laughs> It's involuntary. You're just benching the house itself. What That's what you doing? do to work out. I'm working on the house. <laughs> that would actually be a unique ability. Yeah, let's That's call right. up Samson. He'll there learn. you go. He'll teach us the way. Well, now you got to grow your hair out. Man. You know, I thought about doing that. Did you? I'm thinking about doing that. Well, I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking about just fully growing my hair out. You got to try it. Because see what like, happens. Have man. you seen me with long ish? I remember you used to have the long jufro. Fr- jufro, yeah. yeah. I remember that. It's because no matter like how long my hair gets, it doesn't Just fall. Bunches up. I don't know why. I bet if it got to a certain point, it would start to come. But bro, then what would it bro, do? Back in those like, days when I had that like jufro, mm-hmm. when I take a shower, that shit would just be all down my face and be the know. worst thing in the world. Maybe I don't know. It'd be like actually just because the water would make it fall yeah. or whatever, but supple and it would just hang. I don't know, man. And you gotta put weights on all the hair so it stays oh. like that. When it dries, it's like. Well, I would have to use out. like um, what's it called? Like gel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So what, to try and keep it down, or to try and. Just I would. Do I would it. do it probably to keep it down. Maybe to keep so it up. Try. I mean, you, you know. You I don't know. know. And if you don't like it, you're gonna just. Yeah. It. Let's see. Maybe I just will grow everything. I'll try and grow my facial hair out. Just look like a homeless man. That's exactly. It's a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's delightful. Nobody will judge you during COVID. I, I guarantee. Well, I don't know about that. Nobody will see you during. COVID. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be out at work. I'll be outside. Mm-hmm. Just know. stare at people that look at you funny. It's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> Just stare at them till they look away. It's a good exercise in confidence building. Just <laughs> stare people down. See who can last longer. Without blinking or something, I don't know. I used to know a guy that would do that just to test to see if he had the nerve. It, that's that sounds. <laughs> and he like was a police officer, do. so he he had the nerve. Well, what is a cop gonna do? It's not illegal to stare at a cop. No, but I mean, he was the cop, so I was like, he's oh. gonna he's gonna stare somebody down. 
We should try that. <laughs> we should try that. I, I know. We should I go into a mall one day or something and then just spend the entire day just staring down people to see, <laughs> see what happens. It's it's certainly interesting. Like half the people stare right back. The other half will just be like glance away immediately. Exactly. Like, oh. It'll be even better if you're wearing a mask because you can't tell like the facial expressions or anything. Right. Just so be just, the eyes. I'll just put on some sunglasses. Oh, you know. Wait, if you put on sunglasses, they nobody would know. know. Yeah. But then, there's that, then that would just be creepy. <laughs> That's part of the fun, isn't it? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> but you, as as wise as you might think it might be, never wear sunglasses when you're playing poker. Why? Because you, know, you it's a benefit and a detriment. Because one, you get the benefit of nobody can tell on earth what your emotions is. Yeah. Because you can tell the emotions through the eyes. The other part is people can see your cards. That's just, oh, <laughs> that, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So many people, they try and look cool and tough by putting on sunglasses and playing poker. And it is the worst idea you can ever do. Maybe, maybe I'm sure they have some that aren't really like reflective. Just get those. It can, but you, they they still reflect. Uh, like to get a mm. matte pair of sunglasses for playing poker would just be like, why? Yolo. <laughs> oh, you get those just the frames of glasses without the actual glass or whatever. It. So it's just the frame. So you still see your eyes through it. <laughs> it's, it's the best of both. <laughs> oh no. No, it's the <laughs> because you can't see their eyes. That's why it works. You just trick yourself into thinking that the glass is there. Well, may okay. You could probably get those sunglasses that have like the little, uh, like the painting on them. You know, the ones that have like the the little dots on them that make up the, uh, I think the image. I'm, yeah, I think those I'm used gonna... to be really popular in the nineties. Okay, you can get some of those like um, cyclops. Uh, what is it? Uh, cyclops. Glasses, they're like really thin. Yeah, they go all the way work. to both eyes. Those yeah. would really, those would be pretty hard to see reflective. Yeah, yeah, we all gotta try sometime. Get a whole bunch of people with a bunch of different sunglasses and see who can. Cheat hey man, I buy sunglasses. Yeah, so you would know this. You'd, yes. you'd know the best kinds to get. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> man, it has been so long since I played poker, though. Like, well, we can't play poker. It's illegal. I, I here. Don't... I don't think so. Well, are you talking oh, well, about your telling, house? Totally money based. Yeah, yeah. If you were gambling, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're just That's the only way fun. to play poker is money. Yeah, or chips. Well, but to, to play it for real, yeah. I only play for money. Yeah, that's that's the only way to get the real experience of like going into debt, uh, crying yourself to sleep, <laughs> self hatred. I mean, uh, that's the best part. Well, we of We did poker. that a long time ago. But we did this one where um, we played blackjack. Mm-hmm. And it was instead of like money, we used like um, like slaps. Oh, okay. We used to do this one, um, a few years back. I think it was last year actually. My cousin came over. My cousins came over. I think it was around Christmas time or Thanksgiving or something. Any, anyways, we were in our our parents' living room, you know, playing around, and we got out the jenga, yeah, you know. Jenga. So a few of us crowded around. My Bells was watching TV. And we started playing. Whoever loses, you know, the one who pulls it out and it falls, mm-hmm. every other player, uh, you know what Knuckles is? Yeah. Where you hit their Knuckles yeah. with yeah, yeah, your, yeah. Like your Knuckles. <laughs> and we would all we all played that. <laughs> it's a good, it hurt like hell, but it was so fun. That's wow. what you should do. You should do that. <laughs> let's do it. Let's organize that. Play Knuckles for a living. <laughs> I used to play Bloody Knuckles a lot. Which is like where you sit there and you just punch each other's knuckles until somebody gives in. That's so weird. It's well, it's it's a game for boys. <laughs> yeah, I, I never played that. Uh, I don't think I could. So. <laughs> it, it's not 
the wisest game to play. Or that or that that weird thing where people take the knives and you put your yeah, hand exactly on the table too. and go through the fingers. I never did that one. without that's, stabbing your hand. That one's definitely not wise. That one's just fun. I've known people that have played that before, but it's just like why? You would have, you would have to really train at it to get fast Hell enough. Yeah. I, I I'm always too scared to do it, but yeah, just. Who knows? There's a lot, of, a lot of fun, fun games fun. out there that somebody must have just made it up so that they could laugh at their friends getting hurt. Like, how, <laughs> how do people come up with those ideas for like those games? They're probably bored and drunk. Like, so that's two things checked off for creativity <laughs> and also like just stupidity. Well, like the one where you put one bolt in the chamber and you spin it and Russian everybody takes roulette? a shot. Yeah. Who comes up with like who Russians? <laughs> you think Russians? Russian roulette. Russians came yeah, up with it. I don't know. I think it's just the word Russian. I don't think I don't know if they came up with it. Well, I would imagine they did. I mean, take too many shots of vodka, and all of a sudden, anything sounds really, really nice. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, I need to look up the history of that. that. That would be interesting. What have Russians done? <laughs> the history of Russia. We would be here for a while. That's what we need to learn. That's the, what we need to teach in school. The book War and Peace is about Russian politics and just stuff that happened in Russia. And it is one of the longest books known to men. <laughs> Did you read that? No. It's on my to-do list, but it's what? very, very towards the bottom. Oh, I don't know if I could just... even do that. I suck at reading books, though. I, I've, I've fallen out of book reading, too. I really I only... like it. But... I read books in high school because I had to read them, but... Yeah. So, other than that, you know, if I'm I'm a firm believer that there is a book like genre out there for everybody that they can really sink into and really really like, Uh, you just have to find it. Yeah, like it might be murder mystery, it might be fantasy. Men particularly like fantasy, yeah, and action, yeah, death. They like all of that, and it's if you find a good author that can provide that to you, it is addicting. It's just like it's amazing. I always have trouble like reading books though. I don't know. I'm telling you, you, you got to get into. Uh, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Is that Brandon one you, Sanderson. It's that one you told me about. Yeah. like the. I think you would like dragons it. or. I think and such. you would really because his stuff is so varied, and he does a really really good job about you know just mixing it up. He just, he never writes the same story twice, so you know you're getting something unique. Every yeah, time. you said he has like a trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would probably be the one I. Would, I would suggest you start with because it's one of his most well known, and then just the magic system in there is amazing. Wizards and did I ever explain like the the magic you system? You explained of that it, one but it's you? been a while. Alamancy, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just because we were cool talking com- about Dungeons and Dragons when yeah, you brought it up. I remember that. So. Yeah, so it's I don't know. You ought yeah. to try it. If you don't like I it, I mean, the names. Just, you know, give the book to. I just to buy the full on series, and if I don't like just it, it's just all of it. <laughs> I don't know. Which I, every book he's ever written. I just get bored. I'm like, oh well, now I wasted my money. <laughs> so I I I kind of did that with a book series. I didn't end up disliking it, but someone had recommended the uh, the Wheel of Time series to me, and that's a series of thirteen books, what? and they're all really thick. It's a fantasy series. Yeah. And I I knew just from talking to them and and them explaining it to me that I would like it, and I I wanted to be able to read it all the way through, but it was an old series, so I didn't know like how will I get a hold of the books. Yeah. Um. So I decided before I even read it, I'm just going to get a hold of all of them, and so that's what I did. Okay. So once I got the last book, which I think was the very first book in the series, then I started reading them. So you liked it? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I, okay. I knew I was going to like it, but. 
that was the only thing I'd ever done backwards like that. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm just going to get every book before I've even sampled that author. I don't really buy books, actually. So many people get them digitally. I mean, yeah, my brother's read a bunch of digital books, and I've read some of those or listened to them. But yeah, and a lot of people do audiobooks too, which I, don't I like, guess is more. A few years back, I, I like, read just tons and tons of comic books digitally, but yeah. Yeah, comic books are great. But then I kind of got out of that too, so... Man, we gotta we gotta get you something. I take you bored of everything, man. Yeah, that's that's kind of life, though, isn't it? No, dude. Everybody has like a passion. I'm just dull. No. Everybody has that one dull. thing where it's like, oh yeah, they could do it forever, or. But me, there's just nothing there. Mm-hmm. I don't find passion in any of it. I'm a dull person. I doubt that. It, it's either you haven't found that thing yet, or you're like me, which is. You like way too many things, and so there's not that one that is the like the ultimate passion that you're interested in. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. What would it be, huh? What, the, the, what, the ultimate passion? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, see, that's the thing I've been looking for, or not really looking for, but I've, you know, I realize I'm so spread thin on my attention from a whole bunch of different things that I like, you know, winemaking, reading, and you know, yeah. crocheting, you know, and all these things that I do. That it's like there's not one that I can go to routinely and go, this is the one I enjoy the most. It's just like, yeah. oh, I'm bored of this one. I've got these ten other things I can pick from. Yeah. Not, not any one of them are standing out to me right now. Yeah. You're a lot more active than me, though. Not really. You yeah. do, like, active things other than work. Like wine making and such. I don't really go out. I we'll don't see, do things. I haven't fun. done that for a long time. <laughs> That's eh. my problem. Yeah, I mean. I to get you into winemaking. I don't even know how. Although, like, although you probably wouldn't would enjoy I it. Would I, there, I wouldn't do it. Actually, speaking of that, I've completely cut off alcohol. Okay. So then it would be no value in me making it. <laughs> just unless, like making it. Unless I was just making it without knowing what it tastes like. and then Right. That would just probably not work out well. But yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that could be a, a problematic. Yeah. I've completely cut off alcohol. All right. When did you, uh, when did you do that? I don't know. Like a week ago. All right. Going strong ever since, dude. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, dude, I, I got I got wasted last like last week sometime. Like it was like a Friday, but it was just horrific. It's like it was it was. It gets worse. Of, yeah. Like I think I'm I think, I'm my body is um. Like getting so you know have you ever heard like you know if you eat something too much you get allergic to it or what, yeah whatever yeah yeah. That's that's kind of what's happening. It's like your reaction to it is bro, bro, bro. Worse. So I've been drinking tequila mainly to get drunk. Yeah. In the early days, I would drink a little tequila, and then I would drink beer, yeah. like to stay there. But then I just completely cut out beer, and I would go directly to tequila. Just the hard stuff. Yeah. And then we would just get there and let it ride. Anyways, it, like I week like like um last week I got wasted on like a Friday night, and I mean I was just throwing up. After after after, yeah, uh, after getting the, it, the same, I, yeah. I went to bed early. I was just throwing up, and for the next two days, okay, my throat was swollen. Mm-hmm. Like like I could still breathe, but it was. Just but it was like, like if you drink wrong. something or you eat something, it hurt like hell. Yeah. I was like, this is the worst thing, and it's not the first time that happened. Right, but it was like the longest that's been there. It's like so, something's messed up. <laughs> like I don't know. I, I'm like allergic to tequila or alcohol or something. I don't know what it is. It sucked. Wow. The worst thing. I'm glad you come to that realization. It was insanely painful. That sounds terrible. That sounds... It was horrific. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you cut that, because otherwise, yes. Like, yeah, I'm going to go man. suffer again today. I don't know, man. There's some people that, that it's like, weird. they just do it anyway, either because they're just wholeheadedly addicted to it, or because they just enjoy it that much that they're willing to go nah. with the pain. But Nah. I don't get to stay drunk long enough to suffer through the pain yeah, of like what it's not comes with it. it. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Well, I think that's good of you, because uh, I think it will cause problems. I mean, yeah, long term heavy drinking. Yeah, yeah long term alcohol could cause problems, but there's something to be said about moderation. Like if you had one drink a day, it, you know, they say that doesn't really hurt you, but anything more than that, it can, yeah, it can really come back to bite you. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, man, whatever. Mm, that's good. That's good. Forget about it. No, yeah, you can have all my alcohol. No, I don't need it. <laughs> I haven't finished that one you gave me. Oh, really? The little the cup? one? Yeah. Yeah. I never did. What did you think about that? Because you kind of grimaced when you taste it. Like it's, I, pretty, it's pretty like, hot. Like I said, it just tastes like everything else to yeah. me when I tried it. It's probably another reason not to drink alcohol. They just don't like the taste of it. Or people like the taste, though. Yeah, some people do. But A lot of people do. You like the taste of it, don't you? Yeah. You like the taste of alcohol. Like, I've never met somebody who doesn't. Oh, alcohol, but like, I can taste other things in it. You like, like, sipping on it over time or having a a beer or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy it. I do it. It's just like, I have to get the feeling, or I want to get the feeling. I have to force myself to do stuff. You suffer through the first couple, so it starts getting easier. It sucks. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to do that. I don't need it. How's your week been? It's been okay. It's uh, it's been sort of a an up and down, uh, of course, but it's uh, it was good. I think I'm very thankful I didn't have to work through the weekend because that's always a threat. <laughs> Do you Especially, ever have to work on a Sunday? I never have yet. Okay. I, I mean, I know Saturdays, but yeah, Sundays. I think there was one time that we were close to it. They've always been very good to give us Sundays off if they can, but. Again, there's nothing Nothing is sacred with the company. So, like, if the work is there and it's just really impending, then they'll make us work a Sunday. Okay. And I'll do it, too. I won't necessarily like it, but I'll do it yeah. if they really need the work done. That's fair. They always, um, they'll pose it to us as a, you know, that's an optional thing. So, if you want to work, yeah. then you can, but it's really not an optional thing. They're well, if nobody goes... Yeah, then, then it's really not an optional thing anymore. We don't have so many workers that one person can say they don't want to work. So it's yeah. like, you got to work. Yeah, I wish they'd just fair. come in and say, you got to work. We need you Sunday, yeah. I don't yeah. think they can legally say that. I think... You think... What? They, they, that they can legally require you to work over? I think it has to be a voluntary thing. I don't know, actually. In Unless... I feel like that... Well, I guess with cool. overtime, you... They can require you to do it, but you probably also have the freedom to refuse the work, in which case they have the freedom to fire you. <laughs> it's a tricky business. Well, I, I, it would just depend on the job. Yeah, they've been very good, I though. That I, I have no complaints about it. There you go. So, yeah, the, the few times we've had to work Saturdays, and, and every once in a while we'll come into a uh, time when we just have so much work, we'll work every Saturday for like a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and then there's also times where we get so underwork that we take off every Friday of a week. Yeah. Uh, those are pretty few and far between, but they happen. So, hey, man. This was a pretty standard week. We got it's work pretty good. the whole time. I have a lot of time off now, so yeah, I'm just chilling. Yeah, tis the season to chill. Yeah. 
<laughs> Even nature's doing that, so it's oh, kind of yeah, nice. It's, it's cold as hell. Are you looking forward to Christmas? Am I supposed to answer that? <laughs> I don't know. It I could mean, be a... <laughs> I mean, it's Christmas, yeah, I guess. You don't feel merry and full of joy? And... I, I do, does anybody know what feeling merry or joyful... Well, merry... Is merry just, just a different type of joy, or is it... Only yeah, I guess it's like spectrum. glee. Like gleeful, joyful. Gleeful. Joy is different from happiness, for sure. And I think Mary is more close to happy than it is to joy. Hmm. Interesting. You, know, you make Mary. You know, you go out and do things, and it makes you happy. Whereas joy yeah. is something that comes from within. Yeah. Hey, man. That's good. Yeah. Well... I haven't been working a lot, so I've been having a lot of time to myself. That's a good thing. Yeah. Doing some uh, some self introspection. Yeah. Drinking that sweet tea, just gazing off on the sunset. Yes. Sweet tea is an alcohol in its own <laughs> the drug of its own. But, it is. It is uh, a sweetness that that kick of caffeine. Mm. Is there caffeine in yeah. sweet tea? If you, yeah. Lots of there's lots of caffeine. Is there? Mm-hmm. Huh. And it's a diuretic too. So. Uh. I mean, it's, it's it's technically a drug, but it is. Wait a so, minute. <laughs> is so is coffee, and so is a lot of things. Yeah, but are you sure there's caffeine and sugar? I'm or in, sure. Sugar. In, I am pretty darn in, sure. It would have to be in the tea bag itself. Yeah, yeah, it's in the tea. Like tea that leaves themselves, actually. unless it is specifically decaf. It, uh, it has caffeine in it. Interesting. I didn't like know if that. If ever you drink it, like right before you go to bed, then it might keep you up. That bad boy slaps me. Just like, I like it. That's what I need to get. I need to get you to. You don't drink uh, energy drinks, do you? Or too no, often? I used to a lot of uh, way back in the day. I used to, but not need anymore. To, I need to next next time. I'll bring out. Bring it I'll bring you an energy drink for you to okay. try. I'll try it. So I'm not opposed to it. I might not sleep that night, but I'll do it for the the lowest. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do that episode earlier in the <laughs> yes, day. Right, like. One in the afternoon. There you go. We'll get up at 6 a.m. Hands shaking all over the place. We'll get up at 6 a.m. so we can do the episode. Okay, yeah. That would do it. I'm just kidding. I don't think I could wake up on 6 on a... I would be at work, so... (laughs) I don't think I could. Mm. Not on a day off or something, but... Well, I'll have all that time off, so, you know, if you have a day off or something, we could... I got Monday off. (laughs) I don't, so... (laughs) That already throws out our plans. Do you get this... Oh, yeah, 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 you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you get, yeah, you get yeah. So you only work the first three days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a good deal. Great deal. Are you uh, going out of town or no. for Christmas? No, we uh, traditionally we go over to my grandmother's house and we uh, we just have Christmas there. It's that and Thanksgiving. You gonna that, doing that? Yeah. Aren't they like an hour away? Or? One of them is 30, 45 minutes away out in Terrell. The one I'm talking about okay. is, is in town. They're like 10 minutes away. Just ride your bike over there. I could, but uh, on Christmas it might be a little chilly. Nah. I might get a Christmas mugging. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah, in this area, yeah, I might. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I don't think we mentioned on the podcast uh, the other day Did after a podcast. No, I didn't get mugged. Oh. Uh, but one, the other day after the podcast, Trey was taking me back home, and we passed a full-on like drag-out fight in the park that's oh, yeah. catty corner to my house. And it was a, a pretty big to do. I didn't Play look it. at it for very long, but I could tell it was pretty serious. It was like Somebody a die? game war. Well, something happened because I know I was, was telling you, like after you left, 
Like said, the, the, the fire engines came up. out and the cops came out and the, the ambulances all showed up and they were over there for a long time and they were combing the place. So it was like hmm. something happened. I don't know what. Either someone got hurt or well, they were combing off so they could get in on the bets. Maybe. Like, I bet 20 on that guy. <laughs> he got the switchblade. He's, uh-huh. he's doing good. They were coning off and making a little, like, arena for him. That's what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, to get out the caution tape. Like, yeah. you can't pass this line, guys. <laughs> exactly. Build That's... the bonfire bigger. Oh, my gosh. That park has been a problem child ever since we've lived there. It used to be okay. It used to be really nice and, and laid back. Like, my parents would take me over there all the time, me and my sister. And we'd play over there. Um... But yeah, as we got older, the neighborhood got worse. And hmm. so, yeah, there's always drug deals going on over there and, and just illegal, illicit oh. stuff. Well, let's get in always on Always fights. Um, there was one time, this wasn't exactly the park, but it's like the people came from the park side. Uh, there was a uh, some sort of family dispute with our next-door neighbors okay. and some other family that their kids had met at school. And it was like a big old fight. And so the whole family that was in dispute was like in the street yelling and screaming at the, the neighbor's family that was in their house next yeah. to ours. And they were they were really causing a ruckus, and it was a big deal. And then one of the members of that other family standing out in the street lit a Molotov, oh. and they threw it in the dumpster of the church that's just directly okay, across. Yeah. And that thing lit up. It was a wood dumpster. Oh. And it just caught up and it burned half the tree that was next to it and it was a big deal what the heck uh and it's like that's that's pretty uh par for the course for my growing up of just stuff that was happening with the park and over there it's just you gotta be like the night watch or something that's right i'll go beat some heads or something that's exactly keep people well now light. they have like uh don't they have like um you can carry swords around yeah. You should carry a sword. Around. I think that would be inviting trouble. I'd rather just sit in my house. That would be just, fun, though. It might be fun, but I don't know. I don't want to invite trouble at all. Well, you're not inviting trouble. I might have to use trouble. the sword. You're not I, inviting it. You're just tempting it for the weaker ones to pick them off. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. The strong will prevail, but the weak will die. <laughs> you see, that's like <laughs> completely opposite to the whole thing of like self-defense. It's like oh, yeah. you want to be able to defend yourself, but you want to to be able to do that without anyone knowing. Yeah, without starting a fight. Because yeah. the biggest thing you have in your arsenal is the element of surprise. Like if somebody knows you can defend yourself, or like the same thing with concealed carry. If somebody knows you have a gun on you, then they're they're probably not going to fight you, or they're they're going to fight you differently. Is really what it is. So yeah. if they know you have a gun. They might do something to get the gun away from you. Yeah. Or if they know you can, you know, you've taken self-defense and you're really, really good at it, they won't underestimate your ability to defend yourself. And that's, sometimes that's all you can do to fight back. Yeah. If you're, you know, ganged up on by two or three people, that's extremely hard to fight off. Yeah. But if nobody knows you can defend yourself, you could probably take them out before they can get you. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that's that's really all it is. I would just take the beating. (laughs) Just like... I, I ain't gonna fight. Just I know I ain't good at hand to hand combat. Well, I doubt I am. So you gotta you gotta learn. Somebody's gonna. So you want me you. to just throw myself out there? No, I just. Not. <laughs> is that how I should look? Yeah, you learn on the streets. So yeah. you just I go out there and day. depending on how I do is how skilled I am. <laughs> like he got killed on day one. I, I don't think his training is go very well. That's <laughs> bring in the next subject. <laughs> Maybe he'll do better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I took karate, but I dropped out. 
You can always go back. Although most karate places are just completely shut. Well, I'm, yeah, mine doesn't exist anymore because I did yeah. it when I was a little kid. But yeah, I took it for a while, and uh, the place that I went to it moved, and then they shut down due to COVID, and I mean, like completely shuttered. Are they gone? They couldn't. Uh, they couldn't keep up with it. Dude, that sucks. It really does. It's hurt a lot of people. I don't know all why, the shutdowns man. and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Try, I don't want to get into this, but I just thought that was so funny. Is like you know, I, this has been going on for a while, but they're saying like you know, like the uh, flu case has been going down really well. Yeah, and are pretty much non-existent because everybody's wearing masks. But COVID's going up and spreading because nobody's wearing masks. It's like how can that happen? It's like, <laughs> it's like vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, that was just funny. I thought it was. So well, did I ever talk about the Johns Hopkins Johns Hopkins, excuse me, uh, report on the the podcast? It was a recent know. report. Probably, maybe uh, I don't know. So Johns Hopkins Hospital is is world renowned as a just a really really well tenured representation of of the health industry, okay. and is centered in in America. And every year they come out with a report that tallies up the number of deaths in America. So, like, the total fatalities, and then they break it down by type and, and everything. Yeah. And that's a wonderful resource. A lot of experts use that when they're doing, like, typological research on deaths and everything. That's the go-to source. So, they came out with the 2020 report. and uh, 90 million COVID deaths. Well, no. I'm just kidding. But it, here's the interesting thing, right? So... The death totals for 2019, so last year, was 1,700,000 approximately. So 2019. Total deaths. Yeah. 2020, it was 1,700,000 approximate deaths. So total deaths? Total deaths uh, in America. Any way of death? Okay. They match. Oh, they match. So what does that mean? That means that COVID did not cause so much death and destruction that it changed the, the amount of people that died from last year to this yeah. year. So That's, where is the mass pandemonium? Where is the mass just absolute death rate of this virus? Because people don't pay attention to things like that, right? Well, and the thing they get that, told it and they believe it. <laughs> the thing that gets me is they published that study shortly thereafter. The CDC forced them to take it down because it did not comply <laughs> with the CDC's position. Well, the CDC, nah, fuck the CDC, nah. You know what? <laughs> like, well, I've, I've, me I've seen many times they have censored people and have gone to battle with people that are saying things I believe to be factual. I mean, shoot, Johns Hopkins is the study center for that one metric. Yeah. That's the one everybody looked to. And if the CDC is going, well, you know, we've been saying something different, so you need to take that down. And then I've seen since then uh, the media has gone to town on Johns Hopkins. Like so, they were forced to take down that study, and yeah. then they've just started ripping them apart. They looked into the history of the Johns Hopkins himself, the founder of that hospital and institution. Yeah. They've ripped him apart as as being racist, and you know they've done everything they can to discredit that name and that yeah. that paragon of informational f- fact that it was. So it's like that's what they'll do to you if you come out contrary to their ideas. They will rip you apart. Come at me. <laughs> No, I, I don't know. They probably won't do that for individuals that have no pull. Like, they they won't necessarily they'll they'll censor our posts and things, yeah. but they won't go out and attack you and ruin you unless you're being heard. And then yeah, they'll they'll ruin you. Yeah, 
Uh, good thing we're not a popular podcast. Yes. <laughs> we need be, to get some good sponsors. I would be the center of the reason everything would go down. <laughs> well, um, it would be you and me both. We, we both don't have high positions on the CDC. Yeah. I, fuck the CDC. It's like, I think they do some have, things that are good, but at least right now they're showing their true colors. I mean, recently I didn't give a... Well, I didn't really care about the CDC until recently, you know, because... They censored a bunch of the shit I said, yeah, you know, and then they were censoring stuff saying I was saying something that went against CDC, and then I went to their website, and it agreed with what I was saying, Yeah. so I proved them wrong, and then, well, I don't know, did I ever mention this? I may have mentioned this, but the, you know, uh, a few months back, or like, uh, it, was, uh, it was probably like two months ago or something, the CDC came out with an official statement on like the total deaths of COVID, and it was a lot lower. Yeah, and then they pretty much deleted it within like twenty four yeah, hours yeah. and completely changed it. So not many people screenshot it or whatever. There's that, and then this is what I want to talk about. Like two episodes ago, and I forgot. The, so I forgot the name of what this is. But the CDC came out with a new idea of of like COVID and how to fix it and like to, to stop the spread. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it's called. It's like um, I, I cannot remember. It's like defense. The defense guard i don't even remember what it was i i tried to find it after i found it the first time but i forgot the name but they want to they well i don't know you would have to go through a lot of laws and stuff to do this but what they want to do is they they want to what they what the system is is you have you have uh you have low risk people of covid and you have high risk what they want to do is they want to separate the two so like we know that like most elderly people are more high risk and they have Pretty much the highest chance of death from COVID, unless you have a really bad, like already, like you're already sick from something else, or you have a bad immune system. Yeah. But what they want to do is want they want to take all the high risk people, and they want to like take them and empty out like a school or a hospital and act like a quarantine zone, mm-hmm. and then they're calling it like green zones or safe zones. And what they do is they take uh, an X amount of people and like say say you empty out a, a school, and you put fifty high-risk patients in that school and you quarantine it nobody in and out and you have like doctors or whatever and they're doing the testing trying to fix it for x amount of time uh what they they want to do that for multiple places so if you only fix so many people in one spot then you would have a lot of spots but they want to do that so that the low risk can then go back to work Mm -hmm. and high risk can be separate and high risk can be well i don't even know if they want it to be so the low risk go back to work or it might be that they just think the COVID will then drop if you just have low risk people still wearing masks and staying at home. But right. what it is is, and this is where it got me, is I was reading more into detail of it because I like this sounds really suspicious because mm-hmm. it's like they're talking about oh if low risk people they can stay quarantined in their house and then you take high risk people and you quarantine them in, in like a school or a hospital and do all that for a month whatever it is. What it is is they'll have like no contact with any family. Mm-hmm. They'll be quarantined there for the entire time. Okay, this this what it sounded like when I was reading it, and it sounded a lot like um, the um, the camps. Yeah, like concentration when, when, camps. Yeah, concentration like camps. Yeah. And I was like, well, what if they die? How do we know you didn't just kill them instead of oh they died by COVID? Because we know there's a lot of deaths that aren't COVID, but they have the name COVID. That's why the COVID deaths are so high. Right. Because if somebody dies in some other accident, they say it's a COVID death. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, that's, I hadn't heard about that, but that is fascinating because 
in in talking about concentration camps, do you know what the the, the precursor to the concentration camps was? No. Is Jew. they they decided that the Jews were a they probably said were threat. troublesome. Yeah, they and not necessarily said. a threat yet. They were still indoctrinating the people. Uh, they were troublesome, and so they decided to segregate them from the rest of the community. And so they put them in slums. So they weren't yet in camps, but they forced them to live in these slum towns that were separated from the rest of the people. And then it was very easy for them, after they had already aroused suspicion, you know, once you start yeah. a rumor, it doesn't stop. Yeah. You can, it only snowballs. So they started the rumor that, oh, there's something sus with the Jews. And then they put them in these slums, and so it was already bad for them. Then it was just another half step to go, well, the Jews are actually the, the root of all the problems in our country. Yeah. They're undermining everything it means to be, you know, Germany. Let's just get rid of them entirely. And so that's when they shipped them off to the camps. Yeah. And they were already neatly packaged in the slums. They couldn't really get away that easily. Um, so for something like this, I'm not going to say it's necessarily malicious to begin with, but it would be so easy to abuse. Yeah. I mean, when you give the government the power to dictate who is high risk, you, you can go, oh, yeah, all old people are high risk. That that was something that Germany wanted to get rid of, the people who are older and more, you know, in tune with their morals and had seen more. They got rid of a lot of old people. Um, but also, if they come out and say, well, here are some genetic markers that we've determined, you know, have... Uh, are at higher risk for COVID than others. So they round up people that they want. You know, they, they get blood tests from everybody and they go, oh, these people, so the people they don't like, yeah. have this yeah. genetic marker, so they're high risk too. We have to separate them. From, it would be so easy to abuse. Yeah, and it's like once you have COVID, they could technically keep you there forever. Yeah. They could say you, even if you got cured, they just say, no, you're not. Once cured. they have the power to do that to the people, there, there's no. And also, if you're, if you're getting cured around other people who have covid you're pretty much going to constantly be flowing like you're never going to get fixed yeah. unless you're separated from the other sick right but so it's like it it could be malicious it would not surprise me if it was the beginnings of the rumblings of that system uh that is it's coming it's it's already got its teeth in everywhere else i know i've talked about this the, who confirmed the, the cdc or nazis i wouldn't go that far yeah i would say but, close to it maybe not nazis but Fuck the CDC. <laughs> but, you know, like with the, the whole World Economic Great Reset thing, um, they they have some very scary ideas. I'm not sure. I've, I've read some additional things on them. Their end goal is massive depopulation because they're, they're setting up the major enemy of the world as climate change, right? Yeah. And so... Who is the root cause of climate change in their eyes? It would be people. Well, yeah. It's not necessarily emissions or that kind of stuff. The people will always gravitate towards things like coal and, and natural resources and whatnot that cause climate change. So yeah. how to fix the problem? Well, if the people will not stop gravitating towards these things, we have to get rid of the people. And so hidden very deeply and very neatly uh, within their text that they're publishing is this anti-human verbiage. And it's not, you know, I'm part of the problem. We all need to do something about scaling back. It's you are the problem, right? So they're, they're kind of separating themselves from that. So yeah. we're already getting a, a picture of the intellectual elite dictating to the whims, you know, their whims to the people. Yeah. 
Uh, it's like people in general are the problem. We're not necessarily part of that because we're on the helping side. But the people are the problem, so how can we get rid of the people? And some of the methods for which are very terrifying. This is going to nuke us? Well, I don't think it's nuke because, you know, they're so eco-friendly. That would be you know, the quickest that, way. That would be the quickest way. Uh, but I think a lot of it, you know, they're going to want people to voluntarily off themselves pretty much. And the ones that won't, Mass they will Mass suicide? Kill. It's that kind of You know thing. the suicide rate went up because of, of lockdowns? That, that could be part of it. That's what I'm saying. It, I don't think the whole COVID thing, uh, the whole COVID pandemic and the just the paranoia that's gone on around it is a coincidence at all because it lines oh, yeah. up too clearly with their plans. The fact that we have the, the death rate as being nil um, yeah. and yet they're still drumming it up means that they're not following the science like they think they are yeah, or like people think they are. You know, or it's like, like they have a vaccine that came out and it what took nine months to get. Yeah, they said that it couldn't be done, but it's like, it was done. We don't have a like a hundred percent vaccine for the flu. No, I mean it, it works, but not every time. Like right, and that's because it mutates. And it so took they have like to find what? the new one, but they get thirty that done years. Every year. Yeah, it's like but this took nine months, and you're just gonna pop this in you. <laughs> See, I wouldn't have a problem with the vaccine. I think they did rush it a little bit, but it's like. That was something that uh, at least Trump really wanted. And that was something well, yeah. that everyone, including the CDC, has just completely berated him on. And then when it actually happened, they've been very quiet about it. And they're, they're trying to attack the, the vaccine itself. It's like, oh, look at how, you know, it can't be good because it was so rushed. I think yeah. there's some problems with it. Are but, you, okay, will you take the vaccine? Not necessarily. I won't go out of my way to take it because I think I've still got antibodies against it from having it the first time. But if my work requires me to have it, yeah, I won't have any second thoughts about it. I'm, okay. I'm not fearing the vaccine at all. Interesting. It's like I, I don't think that's the problem. A lot of people are trying to vilify that because they're trying to vilify Trump and everything he's done. Um, but it was pretty miraculous. He, he said from the beginning, even starting in August, like, we're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year. And they pulled in experts and everybody saying there is no possible way. Yeah. They even talked to Biden, and Biden's plan was the exact opposite. Of he the, just the wants lockdown. Yeah, he wants lockdown, and he was saying, well, well, we'll just throw money at the problem of yeah. vaccines, and we'll get it eventually, which they don't want a vaccine because vaccine is hope. They don't want hope for the people. They want as you know, as much grief and as much terror as I don't humanly know. possible. I would disagree with that. Because I think Biden would actually want, actually, I think Biden would want to be the one to have a vaccine that cures it. Because then he looks like the best. And then everybody who voted for him, you know, he looks really good. The people who didn't are like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Well, I I used to think that, too. I thought, oh, look, they're going to drum up coronavirus. They could also come up with something else. They could do a new virus that they wanted to. Well, I think they they will get rid of it eventually because they're trying to set it up for climate change as the big baddie. Like, that's, that's really what it is. So, yeah, the coronavirus won't last forever, but I think it, in their eyes, it needs to last just so long as it breaks down all the barriers that the people have. Because mm-hmm. the, the problem with people, it's not really so much as a problem as it is a inborn truth, is that people can be trained, you know? Oh, yeah. we're, we're creatures, too. We've been created, and we can be trained. So by these lockdowns and by the, the things that they're slowly doing and they were all you know they, they all were plausible and they made sense at the time but 
the more restrictions you impose on a people and the more you drum up that fear, because it's, especially with Americans, right, where we have this whole sense of, you know, America was born out of a rebellion and every time the, the government steps on our feet, we can rebel against them and set them straight. Well, you know, that if they can put fear into people, and that's what they're doing with coronavirus, people are far more willing to give up those rights and those those things that they hold on to as Americans or, or as people in general. Yeah. That's that was in the Communist Manifesto. How do you break down a people in order to impose socialism and, and communism? You make them afraid. And yeah, then you come in and you impose order. It's, it's the idea of giving away your freedom for safety. Yeah. So Yeah, and that's what it is. The old school Americans would realize that and they would balk at it no matter what form it came in because they realized, yeah, that's exactly how you break people well, down. The way I see it, and I know not everybody obviously not everybody agrees with this, but I don't know. Just like the more things you tell me not to do, or the more things you try and stop me from doing, the more likely I am to do it. <laughs> That's good old hard-headedness. I'm, I'm there with you. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Well, just... well certainly culturally, that's, that's what we've both grown up hearing. I mean, that's, that's the American spirit, pretty much. It's just like... If somebody comes and, and tells you you can't do something, that's imposing on your freedom. Therefore, you have to, you know, you balk at it. Yeah. And I think just, that's just in our DNA because that's what our culture is. That's what our society is. Yeah. I've, I've, never, I've never liked authority, but I do take, I do take authority, but... Well, we, we have to, to accept authority yeah. um, because that's one of our commands. That's, that's something yeah. that we've been told we must do because our acceptance and compliance with authority is actually a model of our acceptance and compliance of God because like it's said in the Bible every authority on earth was established by God whether they fear him or not everyone was put in place for a specific purpose by God and so by rebelling against that authority willy-nilly we're actually rebelling against God and his dictates which is kind of a problem well that, that goes for some authorities I would say like Maybe like lockdown, that's that's a hit or miss for people. I wouldn't say if you go against it, it's against God as well. Because if you get people who lose their jobs and now they have to put food on the table, but they don't have the money to put food on the table, so instead they go out and get a job when they're supposed to be in lockdown. Right. I wouldn't say that's... It's, I would it's say that's going, against, that's going against the government, but not going against God. Because you're, cho- against- you're choosing your family or those other people over yourself. But then I would say in that regard, like, who are you putting your trust in? You know, it, God is aware of everybody's situation, and especially those whom, you know, trust him. If, if you're in compliance with authority, now, I, there's a caveat to that, of course, uh, which there are some things that government cannot do that you don't comply with. I'm not teaching or I'm not talking about complete compliance, um, but things that don't cause you to sin, you comply with just because it is that's that's what we're commanded to do. Um, it's I, like I said, it's tricky because there's things that we should comply with that, especially as Americans, we don't like because you know it's inborn. Like we rebel against when the government steps on our toes, and we are. I wouldn't call unique. that rebellion, though. I mean, yes, there are people who obviously aren't going to lockdown specifically for rebellion-based. Right. But if you're doing something for the intent of someone you love instead of your own base morals, it would be different. 
Right. Or, or you could trust, okay, God, I'm trying to do the things that you've taught me to do, and I cannot feed my family this way, so I'm going to trust that if I'm, I'm doing everything I can and being completely faithful to you, that you will provide for me in, in some way. And there could be a job that comes along because of that, that it falls outside the, the quarantine bounds, you know, that, that's acceptable during that time, or it could be that someone that has lots of money comes in and provides for them. You know, God works in mysterious ways, and it's sort of like, you know, uh, Abraham. He he was promised by God that he was supposed to have a son, and that was the promised seed from which, you know, down all the lines and generations that Jesus would eventually be born from, and he would save all men. So he had that promise from God, and he's, he was saying, okay, okay, God's promised me, even though my wife is barren and she's well beyond childbearing years, you know, I, I trusted, I trusted, but then his patience sort of started to, to dwindle a little bit. I'm, I'm definitely paraphrasing. But eventually he decided to take things into his own hand because he said, well, maybe, maybe, you know, I, I know I've got this promise, but maybe it means, you know, I'm supposed to just have a child some other way. And so he took, you know, his, his wife's uh, helper, Hagar, took her, you know, had a child through her. Turned out that wasn't the promise, uh, Eventually, God worked a miracle and ended up having, uh, you know, Abraham had a, a child through Sarah, his actual wife, despite the, the barrenness and the beyond childbearing years. But he, you know, Abraham decided to take things into his own hand. He wasn't trusting God to fulfill the promise. And we have that promise in the Bible that God will provide for all of our needs. You know, if his eye is on the sparrow and, he'll, you know, clothe the grass of the field in splendor, how much more will he clothe and feed his own people whom he he loves dearly so it's like he's aware of our situation and i think if we're keeping with all of his commandments both in faith and and you know doing everything we really can and trusting in him he's going to help us well yeah i believe that but it's like I, i think it's all too easy and that's that's the problem with the world and our own sin nature and also the the pokings of the devil um we're I really like the preacher, Rodi Bauckham. You have to look at it as, when do you get to a point where you see the government as not being the government, as more as just a general force that you're supposed to fear? Right. Because we already know we had the riots, and they didn't give a fuck about the riots. Right. They didn't give a fuck about the people they killed in the riots. Right. They didn't give a fuck about the cops who got their houses burned down, or the, just the neighbors. At what point do you say, okay, this is a a government that is for the best of all people instead of this is a force for a one-sided idea. Right. And then, when do you say, is this actually something I should be following or should I trust that I'm going to walk in a different path and that God's going to provide my path instead of following an ideology or whatever that is completely unbased? Well, Because the government is no longer a trusted, 100% trusted government. Well, you don't have to trust somebody to to give them because that's no, no, one, no, one no, of the I'm things saying we're they go completely against what some people's religions or ideas okay, are. See, there there's the caveat, and then that changes things. Okay, so the the caveat, so in not the that passage, you can't, right? Just that you have to be weary. So in the passage that talks about being beholden to authority, right? 
it talks about you know you, you know give respect to people that are res- need respect you know everybody that's above you give them respect because God put them there that's talking about authorities that's talking about your boss that's talking about even yeah. coworkers that are higher in status that's everybody you just yeah. give them respect it's not something that's earned it's something you give but after that passage it does go but there are some things that you don't follow and I'm trying to remember that there was a little handy line. Uh, that Vody Bakum told based on that. Let's see. Um, I can't remember it. But essentially, if the government requires you to do something that is against the Bible, against what God has commanded. Yeah, you go. That was it. Yeah, so yeah. It's, if the government commands you to do something against God or commands you to do something or commands you to stop doing Something that is God's yeah. telling you. So they restrict you yeah, yeah. or they restrict the things you're supposed to do. Yeah. Then you don't necessarily outright rebel. You don't go against it. It's just when you get pushed to it, you choose right. the so right side. Right, so it's like side. there's, there's things you do after that. Okay, okay, so you realize, okay, let's say, for example, the government, U.S. government came out tomorrow and said all praying is illegal. And if you're caught praying, we will incarcerate you or imprison you or something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, wh- whatever it is. Yeah. Right? What is the first step? Well, first off, it's prayer. Yeah. <laughs> right? So you don't follow that order because immediately it, it causes you to sin, essentially. Like God commands us to pray. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to pray. You could do it in private. But the prayer wouldn't be like God removed the government so much as it is like you're Fix praying it. for those leaders and you're, you're praying, you know, we'll cause them to change their heart or something. That's the first thing you do. Um, then second, you work within the legal channels that are provided to try and convince them away from it. If they're a, a government created by God, which they are, there's probably channels that you can appeal to the things. And if they still refuse to do that, then you just act in defiance of those laws and, and you suffer the penalties because of it. Yeah. Uh, that, you're not going out and you're not getting your pitchforks and, and your torches lit and going and advancing on the Capitol. You're you're just acting in godly defiance of laws that are not godly, that are not God-honoring. Yeah. And you can stand behind them. And actually, if you get persecuted for standing behind those morals, how blessed are you? Because you're actually doing something that God has said, you know, if you stand up for me and you don't fall down, you will be blessed. Uh, it talks about, you know, the, the disciples, when they were beaten for preaching God's word, they actually came out of being beaten, rejoicing with glowing faces. You know, they were happy because they had the opportunity to be persecuted for doing what God had commanded them to do. Yeah. So it's like, I it's troubling. I I was uh, I was I was listening to a Vody Bakum preaching. Uh, that was what reminded me of that because it's so against. <laughs> Everything yeah. I am as, a, as an American. Yeah, but and do as you a believe Texan. God's telling every single person to stay in lockdown? Because we do have obviously ne- uh, necessary jobs that people yeah. are doing, well, and I now we have more jobs opening he's, up. But he's provided for that. You know, he's. Uh, I think we're supposed to follow them in so long as you know they're not causing us to sin, and I don't think, in some ways, yes, the lockdown has imposed some things on the Christian people. Like shutting down the churches, I think, is a very bad thing. Uh, I don't think we would be outside of our rights to continue to meet at church because there is something to be said about the fellowship 
yeah. of the the people and to also hear the preaching of the word and that's how we get the daily dose of you know renewing of our mind and spirit yeah uh but beyond that you know you don't see the churches not because they're just sitting there in in humble compliance necessarily but they're not out there rioting and they're not out there they're they're praying about it and they are petitioning the government you know well hey if you're letting these other things open why can't we and they're they're working within those channels so i think they're doing things in a god honoring way well, they haven't they haven't completely shut down churches have they not that yes I know. and no there's some some states that have completely locked well, maybe down. california yeah, there, there's a bunch <laughs> of states that have and we've, we've gotten it very easy here in texas yeah because governor Abbott, he's just pretty much opened everything back up he said well if everybody's doing good then go ahead do your thing so we're we're good. Yeah. But so many other places are not. They're they're actively being persecuted. They're just like, well, you can't have any sort of religious service. But you can go down to your Walmart and get food, stand in line for an hour. Yeah. It's, it's, Screw it. It's troubling. Have church in the Walmart. There you go. Hey, and That'd I might fix things. That'd be sick. <laughs> but yeah, so if, if ever that does happen, if the government ever says, and I think it will come, and it will come soon, because... As as amazing as religion is, and it teaches to honor authority, governments hate it. They hate mm. it because it is a source of light in a dark world, and the darkness hates the light. So they'll seek to snuff it out any way possible. Yep. So I think we, especially in our lifetime, if God continues to tarry, I think we will continue to see increased animosity against Christians and against religion in general, but I think there will be a folding away point where Christianity and Judaism in general is the target. Um, Probably, yeah. And, you know, it's it's coming. It's very slow on its methodical and, and path. It's it's coming, but yeah. we're not there yet, I'm thankful. Right. We saw Hitler go for the Jews, and we see how that worked out for him. Yeah. I think the Jews actually did remarkably well, and there were a lot of... Uh, messianic jews that were persecuted in that as well um but they they did pretty much what was commanded of them because hmm. they were under that same dictate you know, yeah. that, that was their law as well you follow authority even if it leads to your death but you you don't follow along with the thing so it's like yeah they they did not you know follow, we're not, we're not going to persecute people we're not going to do these things and still the government came after them and they gave themselves over to it you know we're that, that's pretty much what we're commanded to do and blessed are us if they kill us over something that is based on god's law and we don't fold yeah we're we're alive in christ we're not going anywhere this is not our place to live anyway this, this is so not our home it's trailer park i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah that's right trailer park in heaven <laughs> well yeah that's about it yeah, for this episode, I guess so. We um, prattled on long enough. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, uh, for anybody that's listening, uh, definitely check out Vody Bakum as a preacher. Oh he's yeah, I started a, watching one of them. He's he is remarkably good. He teaches rightly, I believe. But, he's in Texas, I think, right? Uh, not at the moment. He he grew uh, up in Texas, and okay. he's yeah. He he used to preach. The in sermon Texas. I watched, he was talking about Texas. I thought, yeah. oh, maybe he lives in Texas. He comes back to Texas quite. A, in fact, he actually uh, is he here. No, is he quarantined right. in Texas? No, he's in oh. Africa. I, uh, I think he's in Zambodia. That's where he was called the missions. Mm. But um, 
every once in a while he'll come back to Texas, and there's a church that he comes and preaches at kind of close to my cousins. So if ever I hear him uh, coming back, I'll, I'll grab you. I'll Dude, yeah, let's do it. I'll, I'll be, be sick. But he's, so. he's really, really good. Yeah, sounds fun. Yeah. So I need to watch. I, I started watching one, so. Yeah, but yeah, I haven't yeah. gone through all the awesome. Like I was saying in the the text I sent to you, his stuff is just so incredibly challenging sometimes. And it it's like a cool glass of water. It's like a, a breath of fresh air, especially in the midst of all the turmoil we've got right now. But, you know, I am very much against feel-good sermons, those, those things yeah. that preachers will sometimes preach that make you feel all good and warm and fuzzy inside. And, oh, isn't it great to be alive? You'd rather just I want speech something the truth. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's where I, think, I am. Yeah, the real truth will convict you, and it'll make you feel guilty, and it'll yeah. make you just really question. Like, I've been living in sin, and I didn't even realize it. And I, what's going on? Yeah, that's because it's we're so apt to forget. Humans are imperfect creatures, yeah. and our memory is not perfect. And what with the the flesh and the devil and our own sin nature, it's in uh, the world we will forget God's truth. And so to be reminded of it powerfully, it's uh, it's quite the blessing. Yeah. yeah. When they start censoring all that stuff, we'll know the end is really nigh. Hey, man, it's still on YouTube. So. But when they start <laughs> pulling it off of you, it's going to happen. I, yeah, yeah. Trust but, me on that, but, but I'm glad. Take, when the pedophiles take, take over. That's right. So We can't yeah. have the pesky, uh, pesky Christians nope. guilt-tripping us. <laughs> That's probably going to happen. Well, the writing's already on I the wall. I can't wait for a pedophile to try and make me feel bad for something. I am waiting. <laughs> Remember, love the people, but not the sin. Yeah. Well, um, any last words for us, David? Boing! Boing. And, uh... As yeah, always, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for checking out the pod. And I guess uh, we'll uh, catch you on the next one. Yeah, have a, I guess have a good Christmas. That's right, a very, very Merry Christmas. It will be Christmas by the time we do the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Or it will have already been Christmas. Right, right. Unless you want to do the episode on Christmas Day. <laughs> that would be uh, uh, probably a no-go for me, Chief. No-go, no-go. <laughs> well, uh, y'all have a, a good week. And That's right. Catch you later. Good life. So, See ya. Peace. <laughs>